up, what up? What's happening, y'all? This is the Fire This Time Podcast. Episode 59. Yeah, and we back at it. Going to welcome the people properly, you know what I'm saying? We here August 22nd, you know what I'm saying? Knee deep in black August, you know what I'm saying? Going yeah. to welcome the people. You know how you do, Aki. I mean, you know, welcome back to Fire This Time. You know what I'm saying? We here to give you the fire as usual in a weekly and dosely manner. Um, I hope everybody enjoying themselves. Remember to like, share, and all of those other things we own mo- most major, you know, platforms, Instagram, Twitter, you know. Uh, I think we got our YouTube up now, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube So, you know what I'm saying? Check us out. Like, subscribe, listen to your spare time. And, of course, you know, we got Spotify, Apple Music, and all those other type things. Yeah. But, um... This week right here, you know what I'm saying, we're going to touch something, you know what I'm saying, in the in the atmosphere that's been out here in the in the atmosphere for the last week, you know, some real touchy stuff, you know what I'm saying, uh, a lot of weird conversations going on, and so, you know, definitely, we, you know, we say we're going to touch on it, we pretty much going to talk about black men and therapy, y'all, you know, what that is, what that means. You know, emotional intelligence and, and 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 availability and all that other shit. You know, but uh, you know, it sort of popped off with a little article. Well, not an article, but a, a TikTok that started jumping off with a, a particular sister, young lady. You know what I'm saying? She uh, professes to be a clinic. Uh, what's the word? I key a clinician. Clinician. Yeah, she says she a clinician, mm-hmm. professional, right? And uh, she was on here giving, you know, black men advice on mental health. Right. Uh, at least that's what she thought she was doing. So um, after the events that we're about to describe, you know what I'm saying, uh, the therapist ended up getting fired. And what got her fired, at least what she claims on her like post-firing video uh, on TikTok, uh was that it was this article that uh, written by Isheka N. Harrison. And the article is entitled, Black America Responds to Therapist Who Scolds Black Men for Not Going to Therapy. And uh, the therapist, uh, Shabri Rawls, claims it's this article that got her fired. Mm. Uh, written by a black woman. Okay. Uh, so and I, so I'll read a little bit from the article uh, so we can start getting into uh, you know this issue. Uh, but yeah, I agree, Aki. It's an important issue, and you know we're just using this as a springboard to talk about it. We're gonna flesh it out as we get to the end. But this definitely was uh, a big conversation on yeah. social media, on Twitter, and even crossed over. You know, I saw it on Facebook, Instagram, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, let's get to it. So, a black female therapist has gone viral after criticizing black men for not going to therapy. I'm reading from the article. It goes on to say Shabri Rawls, who works at Grow Well Cleveland, sparked a debate among Black America on Saturday, August 13th, when she posted a TikTok video to her more than 148,000 followers. In the video, Rawls tells Black men to, quote, expand your emotional vocabulary and go to therapy. It goes on to say, uh, excuse my language, but this is the language used by this licensed therapist describing her 90% black male clientele she says y'all think bitches just be talking in y'all ear just to be talking 
we don't. Y'all think bitches just want to argue with y'all because y'all refuse to expand your emotional vocabulary. We don't, Bree said. Quote, it's to provide clarity for both us and y'all dusty bitches. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, I'm keep going. Quote, this shit really and truly irks me because when I say you need to expand your emotional vocabulary, it's so your life can be easier. Don't you want to be able to communicate with your bitch? I think. Yes, right? She continued. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, she talk, I mean, you know what I'm saying? She got the whole G-like thing trying to go. Like, she trying to... That's masculine as hell. She's talking to black men like we primitive, like we yeah. some savage cave like dwelling motherfuckers. All straight, you know what I'm saying? South Central, Watts, you know what I'm saying? Type shit. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And the whole time, I just want to. If wanna... I said that, thank you, Aki. That's where I was going. If I said that, if I was a black man giving advice to another black man, telling him that you need to expand your emotional vocabulary so you can be sensitive to your bitch. <laughs> and, this, and, and this is how you know You know what I'm saying Like you can go Look up the videos wow. yourself If you want to hear What she sound like But her just talking like this You know She She overextended herself You know what I'm yeah. saying This is one of them Black people Black folk That found a blackness Or got attached to it Later in life Just in the way That she talked Present herself And usually It's that type of arrogance You know So that usually Sometimes come with That arrogance that from, from that certain class of, you know, college-educated uh, black folk, you know what I'm Don't saying? Don't you want to communicate with your bitch, Aki? Aki. <laughs> Aki. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, but I, I agree with what you said, though, Aki. Imagine if it's a black man, it's a black male therapist calling his black female clientele bitches. I With can't. a large following online I keep. That, that's trying to make viral content. I'm going to say one person, Kevin Samuels, and he ain't never said nothing that harsh. It, and it was funny because people on social media was like, how are y'all accepting Kevin Samuels, but y'all are mad at this therapist? And it was like, Kevin Samuels is a nigga with a YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like, He's not a licensed therapist. Yeah, he ain't you know, got. So, he's nobody puts truck. We can't. We can't call Kevin Samuels and ask him to fire himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a. He was a uh, a personality, a, a media personality. That's not held to the same standards as somebody who's a licensed, you know, uh, therapist. You know, that's crazy though. Yeah, people even recommended that the Association of Black Psychologists, you know, provide a statement. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because it, like, if you're if you have a license, you know what I'm saying. You're part of. You're a professional. You're a professional in, the, yeah, in this type of way. And like, there's you know, in my opinion, a certain type of civic responsibility in terms of responsibility for language. So, now I don't I don't feel the dusties, dusty bitches. She calling them dusty bitches. Yeah, and then I mean, just she speaks to us like we're primitive. Let me read some more. So this is an, uh, another quote from Shabri. Quote, y'all are human beings who experience feelings and emotions and don't have to choke that shit down no more. If y'all not in therapy expanding your emotional vocabulary, your life just off top is going to be more difficult. So you're speaking to a group like they're primitive. You know what I'm saying? And what about the black when black men complain that, you know, oh, when I do open up people, especially black women in some situations, 
put me down. You get shamed. You, you get shamed. Oh. Or it's used against you in some emotional attack. You know the crazy thing? I, you hear her talk so much about this emotional vocabulary. She ain't never explained what the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. I ain't never heard what it is. Mm-hmm. I think... I. I Forget for, forget whatever definition that they might tell us it, it means, but how, in a utilitarian type of way, how is that being as a rhetorical claim, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying, emotional intelligence mm-hmm. as some, you know, desired status. Yeah. How is that being used by the people like Psychology Today, which yeah. she was basing this off of an article off of Psychology Today, which, yeah. you know, I think around 10 years ago, I might be messing that up, but a large group of anti-racist people in the in the field of psychology, professionals in that field, denounced mm-hmm. psychology today yeah. as a conservative or a reactionary and racist platform. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Signed public letters and everything. You know mm. what I'm saying? Uh, condemning this, this uh, publication. But then it's supported uncritically from people that claim to be to have the best interests of black people in mind and that and that interest just so happens to be you know black women divest from the black community and black men mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and go out for self right and you know we see that in a, in a in a number of ways i mean going along with this idea that we're primitive you know not really treating us with the same amount of uh i think care you know what i'm saying uh, you know, people are coming in there in there that that heal trauma, not be you know what I'm saying when you you know you're treating it as if like the main role of therapy is to hold people accountable for some wrong. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, which is you know is it, troubling. And a lot of people pointed out was troubling, and th- and those are the grounds. You know, the way that she was referring to her clientele, mm-hmm. and uh, the way that she was talking about uh. uh you know, therapy and black men, you know, these are the grounds in which black women pursued, you know, uh, you know, contacting her job and getting her fired. Yeah. You know, removed from that position because she had, you know, you know I, I can't, you know, I feel sorry for the men that did, you know what I'm saying? Have her as a therapist. I doubt <laughs> they got in much help. I mean, it was nothing professional about her. I mean, if you see the videos, you're going to see the outfits that she had on, um, you know, granted, TikTok is a leisurely type thing, but still, you know, you couple that with the vocabulary that she was losing. She talking about emotional vocabulary to to us. Her vocabulary was terrible. Oh, but if you critique that, then you're just you're now, Aki, you're holding up uh, white supremacist uh, politics of uh, what is it? Uh, respectability. Nah, fuck all that. Yeah, it's oh, a place and a time for everything. You know? So you're not down with her wearing the booty cutter shorts and slapping her ass? I mean, it looks like this. You seen where it got you. That's true. It speaks for itself. You know what I'm saying? You working in the clinic, you saying you dealing with mostly black men, um, sing, or, or I guess black men and former relationships. Well, either way, she says she dealt with black men. Um, it, this is the advice you get, that calling them dusty bitches. I think I, I think it's worthy to censor somebody like that because yeah. it, it, say she's dealing with some black men really going through some things. She gets viral for in a way that her clientele could easily come across mm-hmm. these videos. It's very likely, it's very likely that some of the black men that she was a therapist for 
seeing these videos that she was producing. Bro, she got a hundred and some odd thousand subscribers. And millions and millions of views. You know, millions upon yeah. millions of views, especially the last week. So imagine, you know what I'm saying, like, you're th the therapist, somebody you're trying to connect with, you know what I'm saying? You know? And be, and you know, and, and, and gain some wisdom from, that could send somebody on a uh, some type of spiral. Well, you which is, I think, again, like, you know, you as a professional, you got to be, you know, reprimanded for that somewhat. Yeah, I mean, you're giving out advice, trying to help men who have mental issues um, where you denigrate them. And we're talking black men. So, as you even admitted, she even admitted that black men already live in a world where we get denigrated by society in this white supremacist society. True. Then she says that, you know, we have a problem with understanding women. So that, ta that takes me into the next question. You know, this whole thing of emotional intelligence. I still don't know what the hell that is. At least from what they saying. Yeah, so I think that's that. I think how it's being used, like, I think how it's being used is, you know, just to cast, you know, I guess masculine men, or especially black men, as problematic, out to be savages. You know what I'm saying? They just haven't developed something progressive and new age, like emotional intelligence. Because you know, and, and I think I think it's, you know, I think it's just yeah. The the new status that you know they're able to that they've created. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a buffer word. Okay. Because, um. To really say that emotional intelligence, I'll have to turn around and ask the question: Do you use? Do do they? Because this was coming from a black woman to black men. So technically, this is the conversation between us. And by whose standard do you have emotional intelligence? Exactly. Because I know intelligence is, is 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 logic. You know what I'm saying? Reason. Put emotion on that, coupled with that's feelings. I think it's, it says something when black people can see that and say, you know what I'm saying, that's not emotional. Like that, that you know, Shabri, the this black female therapist, was not, uh, you know, presenting or displaying any type of emotional intelligence. Exactly. And it was really, I think, operating from a place of trauma or, you know, some type of conditioning, mm. uh, you know, some anti-black misandrous conditioning. That's just yeah. a feature of American society. And I think personally, I think therapy for black men or men in general, but black men, is going to look different. Men process emotions and, and trauma, emotional trauma, way different than women do. You know, I bet there's some really good research out there, I'm just guessing, about black men and, like, group therapy. Cause and that would maybe have to be the case because, see, like, I, I'm, I'll tell you straight up raw, you know. And maybe I know this is not the healthiest thing, you know. Now, if it's serious, yeah, I let my peoples know, mm -hmm. you know. But men, I think, are accustomed to when we had suffered drama, we go into that little cocoon. 
you know, um, we have to display a certain level of strength, especially if we have responsibilities outside of that situation. So, um, we may can't show the emotion that in, in public, that's the thing. See, I think when they speak of that, they want us to show this emotion in public. But niggas go home and cry. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I think to some degree it's, you know, if you're not subservient, if you don't just bow down to the, the new way that things are going, mm-hmm. you're emotionally unintelligent. If yeah. you don't agree that, say, you know, uh, with, you know, monogamous relationships, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If, if you want to enforce monogamy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. On the woman you're in a relationship with, uh, you know, I guess that's how they would describe it. You know what I'm saying? You're, you could be emotionally unintelligent for that. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that it can be used in a way just to enforce an agenda. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Against, uh, I would say, liberal white society supports an agenda that makes family units more disunited. It's you one know of those cold words that we look out for. We should look out for in these conversations. Because I don't even think they've been able to articulate what emotional intelligence is. And when I just go based on what the word is, I don't see many of them using emotional intelligence. That means you're logic and you're reasonable with your emotions. You know what to put those emotions into and what not to. You know what to invest emotional time into and what not to. You know who to invest those emotions in and who not to. I'm just going to keep it real. Black women, just as well as black men, ain't been displaying that on on uh, a high, steady sound level. I mean, let's just be real. That ain't just a black male problem, you know. If that's the conversation that needs to be had, coupled with this, we can't talk mental health and black men. Are black women going to get therapy? And when they do get therapy, are they going to other black women that enforce the same bullshit? That they may be out here getting yeah. from all these ther- type of things. All therapy ain't good therapy, you know. And we'd be crazy to think that the universities of our enemy, of our colonizer, is producing the type of therapy and therapists that are, you know, going to help us uh, and push us toward, you know, National liberation and, 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 and autonomy and, and and committing ourselves to that and uh, I don't know I I I think uh, the type of therapy that is most likely to be out there is uh, more supportive of uh, the dark road that you know I think society is headed on. I mean that's why I say what does therapy for a black male look like? You know, we got deep-seated pains that are generational mm. and ancestral. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them. You know, what does that look like for a black male? And and if he's going into these therapy sessions looking for healing, and what he's getting is degradation, that he's the problem. He could have been a total victim in the whole situation. Those situations do happen, you know. And so if what happens when he goes in there, he comes out even more damaged than when he went in there. You know, like, these are the things 
the same way it hurts men not to speak about the issues that they have. Um, I think that's conditional sometimes, but that's another conversation. But um, even though you know you want them to speak about the situations that they have and that they're going to and how they are feeling about that, you still have to. Um, this therapy is supposed to be a certain form of encouragement and upliftment at the same time and getting to a point and, and fixing the problem, rooting out what's the cause of that. You know, I don't know if we even know how to deal like that yet with black men. Because that's really having a real conversation. Black men are the boogeyman in the room. Mm-hmm. In everybody's room. So, uh, yeah, I agree. So, let's get into a, a comment from Tommy Curry. Like, Tommy Curry, Dr. Tommy Curry, who wrote The Man Not. Mm-hmm. Part of the... Uh, oh, I didn't fa- even know he commented on Yeah, that? part of the foundation of uh, Black Male Studies, who, who we talked about on the podcast before. Uh, he spoke about it. And... Uh, uh, so this is what he said on Twitter. He said, this is such a dangerous pop culture articulation of black male mental health issues. Pathologizing and speaking down to patients struggling to find words for trauma is not best practice in any literature I have read. This shaming tactic is why many black men don't pursue therapy. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think he captured a lot yeah. right there. Uh, so uh, Rennie Ture on Twitter says... Uh, she says men don't go to therapy, then says 90% of her clients are black men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, two, she acknowledges the world is hard on black men, but but signifies no compassion. And I agree. Yeah. It was no compassion there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, you know what I'm saying, it was like on some mammy shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say it like that. Some chastising shit. Yeah, it was on some chastising shit. W- and, w- w- wagging your finger. Right. And the man is largely a creation, you know what I'm saying, of white society. You know, it's this image of what they desired in black, the black women that they, you know what I'm saying, had in these positions. Yeah, they desired a community that way. They, they desired for a for black women to behave in this way that they depicted on their in their Hollywood, right? This, they, this, this stereotype of the black mammy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you know what I'm saying, are, were there black women during, during slavery, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, or in the South during Jim Crow, similar to that? Yeah. Possibly. You know what I'm saying? For sure, similar. You know what but, I'm saying? But but, but th- th- my this was not a real, you know what I'm saying, type of thing. Yeah. But also, we had to remind ourselves, our enemy, you know what I'm saying, and they're seeking to create that still. There you go. You know what I'm saying? And they're finding success in that still. You know what I'm saying? Nudging black women, as many as they can nudge, towards, you know what I'm saying, this mammy position of just managing, you know what I'm saying, being part of, you know, the corralling of labor, especially of black men. Because what did a mammy do in these racist Hollywood depictions? Uh, the mammy was disciplining and chastising the lazy black male, mm-hmm. right? And were, they were also uh, asexual, you know, oftentimes. Depict, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which was the cal- somewhat calmed the nerves of these anxious white women, knowing that the slave master, you know, their husbands were sleeping with, you know what I'm saying, the black woman yeah. that was around them, you know what I'm saying? So they were depicted as asexually as to, you know what I'm saying, uh, calm some of the, the anxieties of, of white women. Mm-hmm. But uh, of course, that's changed. You know what I'm saying? In the by the 2020s, as far as uh, you know, black women now in a different moment. 
being depicted hypersexually. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And also, just like this black female therapist who said that she supports sluts, right? You know what I'm saying? So now we have yeah. educated black folk supporting things like promiscuity and slut culture. Wow. Just straight up saying it. Wow. Right? So, but we had to, this is a feature of capitalism, Aki. Before, before slavery ended, black enslaved people say there were that was where the tr- the 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 trope of the coon mm. you know what i'm saying was very present died the black slave that had no thought of rebelling right even though we know truthfully that was within us yeah rebellion but it was like before slavery ended it was to calm the nerves mm. and depict a system that they knew was evil as something that was being accepted by us yeah right but after slavery ended you start seeing the uptick in how we're depicted in popular American culture, as mm. as as savages, you know what I'm saying? That had that whose hyper violence had to be quelled mm. because now with freedom we was more of a danger. Yeah. Now they 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 were competing with us at the ballot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Once we got the the the, the right to vote, so yeah. of course that our the depictions changed. So you know what I'm saying? Now we seeing uh, is what we seeing now. I hate to say it, Aki, but a hypersexual mammy. You know, what I'm saying type of role that's being encouraged in black women. I mean, you talking about in the modern day? It's an exploitive type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it exploits the it ex, it exploits with the capitalist mentality that we take took on. It ha, it's an exploitive capitalism is exploitive. Mm-hmm. So it exploits all of, uh, I guess, if you would say, all the the, the lower self attributes, more sex, mm-hmm. more food, more more access to everything. It, so to think of, the, we watched the video right about the French intellectuals that were trying to rationalize their attraction and sexualization of children. Mm-hmm. Aki, they were intellectually rationalizing. The personal liberty of the children that they, that they wanted and did fuck. Uh, yeah, it was. It's the exploitation of values. Period. Point blank. It's the it's the exploitation of desire. Mm. Whatever we desire, capitalism is willing to exploit it. Put a price on it and sell it. And sell it back to you and rationalize it in a way that that you somehow resonate with because of your. Conditioning because of your alienation, you know, well, in society. So th- I mean, but honestly, Aki, this is where we get, you know what I'm saying? Like the rationalization, you know what I'm saying, around white patriarchy's desired access to black women's sexuality. Now it's being rationalized within black women by black women, you know what I'm saying, and society in general, as you know, uh, some something akin to liberation empowerment. Yeah, when ex- actuality. Um, most of our history here in the United States with white men and white men around our women, white men have always had access to black women here in America. Since since we've been coming here on the slave ships, they've always had access to you. They've always seen you in that way. You know what I'm saying? It's the master-servant type relationship that goes on in a society, you know, Um it promotes a culture where they want to see you that way. And uh, some of your white female allies want you to be depicted in that way. 
Believe me, they don't need you out here trying to compete to get their husbands too. They already got Latino and Asian women and Arab women and all other types of women trying to get one. So, you know, we took it on this culture. Now we acted in certain ways. We took it on wholeheartedly. That's the crazy shit with us. They put feminism out there, and, and the white women took, took, created the shit, but they didn't take that shit into their homes. They went right into their homes with husbands. Black women took that shit home. It, and it's just crazy that, you know, women are promoting slut culture and then saying that the men that don't want to be with them or that it doesn't work out with them, you know, they're saying that it's because they lack emotional intelligence. You know, at the same in the same hand, you know, what I'm saying on the other hand, you're promoting select culture, and then you're complaining about that's emotional intelligence when you. And then, I mean, because I mean, Aki, we, we saw some research that talked about you know how promiscuity and increased number of sexual partners. Yeah, it hurts people's ability, especially women's ability, just based on the research, mm-hmm. ability to pair bond and yeah. form those deep relationships that the deep bonds that can last. You know long term and through difficult spots, you know what I'm saying, with their partners. You know what yeah. I'm saying? By by the time you get to more than ten partners, you know, you down to a successful marriage, you know, uh less than twenty percent of the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But one partner or being a virgin, it's like plus ninety. Yeah. So the you know, for that to be the reality and that to, we, we know that produces so much depression. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, we're seeing a generation of women who, you know, are living the most fierce and empowered lives while also yeah. being the most medicated. And, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You, some could say, you know what I'm saying? In some ways, uh, you they, know, they, they got it, large numbers of mental health now. Yeah. Yeah. You Big know, time. So, so it's, it's jumping up for them too. Um, it's been hitting them differently, and it's been, and it's been hitting men and women at different age groups. So the men that generally have mental health issues, so actually for men, it's younger. You talking to us around about like twenty twenty five. Sisters, you talking or women, you talking between like thirty, forty, and forty five, between thirty and forty five. So it hits later on. So they're having mental issues. That could probably come from a lot of different things. The stress of, uh, the well, matter of fact, I won't, it's the stress that comes from, I guess, what we're seeing, what we were just talking about, the dominance, things of that such nature. Um, but, um, People, yeah, I mean, people are just. Being I mean, they're so- buckling. I mean, I mean, everybody's buckling under the pressure. Of what's going on? We yeah. talked about earlier. You know what I'm saying? We was conversating and how even with the homelessness, you're finding now a larger population of women homeless in the streets. Men have always been the larger group of men or people that's been homeless, but since we've been seeing this large homeless epidemic recently in the United States, you've been seeing a lot of them. That are women, and what you've been finding out is that, like, oh, like we all know, a lot of the homeless on the street, male or female, got mental health issues. You know what I'm saying? That's not being taken care of. Once you get homeless, you ain't got nowhere to get that medicine to. Yeah, you self-medicate. So we all dealing with the mental issues and stuff like that. This is the most highly mental issue, the medicated group of women, going on right now. Um, they, like I said, they out here in this world and they competing. 
You know what I'm saying? To be into these these are stressful lifestyles that they have to live. You have to put things on hold. You have to make certain sacrifices. And um, not to say that lady the ladies can't do it, but that don't necessarily mean you built for it. No, I I definitely see what you're saying, Aki. Just like men are breaking under the pressures of what's going on right now, whether it's work. Whether it's employment, whether it's trying to, you know what I'm saying? Those cause mental issues. And I think, I mean, I think this whole conversation we're having, it really shows just the connection, the true connection between black women and black men's mental health. Yeah. And uh, I think just inherently they're connected because we're connected. Yeah. And, you know, despite whatever narratives are out there, we're still connected even today. You know what I'm saying? There still are a lot of black relationships that are thriving and surviving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Despite, uh, I guess, all of the propaganda against that, you know what I'm saying, that uh, is always so present on social media, Mm -hmm. you know, how ironic, right? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, I I think that's important to say for sure. But, uh, yeah, it shows that, you know, the two are connected in in important ways. and uh, But, you know, they're also connected in the sense that the same, you know, we're colonized people, so the same institutions that we don't control that are erected to address these issues, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. are, uh, you know, if there is anything about black men, you know, anything to black men avoiding therapy, it's because the society that erected the institutions to address, you know, mental health mm-hmm. are inherently so against black men. and But, you know... I think even with saying that, I'm sure that there are those black therapists, black psychologists, male and female out there that, you know, and we've seen them in and how they responded. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Black people of all genders, how they responded to Shabri. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And what she said. I mean, I think, you know, even with that, you know what I'm saying? Um, yes, yes, we are both colonized people mm-hmm. of the same group. Um you know, we definitely have to, you know, deal with the traumas. I do believe in, uh, you know, ancestral memory, ancestral traumas. Um, I personally believe in a using in, in, to handle that specific aspect of the trauma, ancestral methods, traditional methods. Um, but you couple that, which in itself can be an obstacle. Um, towards growth you know what I'm saying for um, men and women because there's a lot of shit we ain't healed from we never went through a healing process coming out of the things we came out of when we came off the plantation when we came when we came off the sharecropping fields and came up north and when we came off the factories into the project you know what I'm saying we never really healed from a lot of that stuff that's generational shit that's been going on for a long time inside of us but um you know, the traumas that we both experienced, we experienced them together. The healing got to take place together, you know. And so, like, that's something that black people probably need to explore a little bit more. Um, the traditional methods. Um, but that's, you know, that's another conversation in itself. I think, no, I definitely agree, you know what I'm saying? And I'm definitely not an expert, you know what I'm saying? And I guess the research, 
that's yeah. been done on like mental health solutions to the black community. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to guess, though, you know, uh, capitalism, as we talked about before, has just produced such segmented and siloed lives. You know, capitalism has done wonders to make us less communal as a people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of working together for the needs of the community, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, which we did, you know what I'm saying, for the majority of our times as humans, yeah. you know what I'm saying, on this earth, you know, now you go work for private companies, maybe the federal government. Yeah. But it, it's not, uh, as far as, you know, for us as a people, especially being an internal colony, mm-hmm. we're super alienated from, like, I think the communal type of aspects of... Uh, oh, yeah. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? What life could be. You know oh, saying? yeah. I mean, whereas in a communal aspect, you know, to some extent, the elders, maybe the priest, mm-hmm. were your therapist. But the but, community knew each other. Everybody in that community knew each other. But also, like, if you worked every day, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If all you knew was work alongside your community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Alongside other men in the community whatever y'all task was, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, you know, us missing those type of connections and mm-hmm. trying to live in this, these, you know, the springs and the cogs of the wheels of, ca- in, in the wheels in the machinery of capitalism. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just living segmented like that, like, uh, we wouldn't need as much therapy as we need. You know what I'm saying? People wouldn't need as much medication as they feel they need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If we lived more disconnected lives. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, a lot of this is just more offhand rather than, like, expert knowledge. But even, like, I have heard about studies, like, even with... It's going to be a little bit off the wall, maybe, for some. But it was an experiment with lab rats. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they had, like, I think cocaine... A cocaine solution in water. You're giving us an experiment with lab right uh, uh, um, in the bug of sugar. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But a lab right that's isolated became, <laughs> became addicted, you know what yeah. I'm saying, to a vice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lab right that was in a community, say, like the rats lived communally. Yeah. Like it would say maybe 100 rats. And they had the same dripper of the water cocaine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? None of the rats got addicted to it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Of course, that's not a direct correlation to, you know, human society. Of course not. No. But uh, I think for me, you know what I'm saying, we're not, I mean, we are animals, you know what I'm saying, in the mm-hmm. sense that, you know what I'm saying, like, we just intelligent as fuck, like, comparatively. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it really show like, we missing a lot in terms of community. Yeah. And we try to make up for it with these phones and, Social media and things like that, mm-hmm. but don't nothing beat the type of fellowship, you know what I'm saying? And especially like you can experience that fellowship, even if the heart, the labor, if, if the task is hard. Yeah, it ain't nothing like working with your people. Yeah, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh yeah, working with your people um, for a com- for a, a, something directly connected to the betterment of your community. Yeah, not for you can be a piece of the puzzle. In this capitalist product, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's getting pushed out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What I'm I mean, you know, we're gonna work it out. Um, I think this conversation is gonna probably spark a little bit of black men looking at things like mental health, and uh, hopefully going into them. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, 
um, nobody wanted to see the young lady, you know what I'm saying, lose her job over this. But at the same time, you know, you out there putting shit out there like that, that's what happens. Yep. Uh, an account uh, on Twitter, at uh, Thought Scholar, said, this is the second or third video I've seen with a black female therapist implicitly denigrating black men. I can see why they don't go to y'all, to be quite honest. I don't go either because of the racial sexual chauvinism and the Western individualism that pervades these spaces. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the facts. You know, another person, Till We Free, Martin X on Twitter says, mm. another therapist, quote-unquote therapist, talking down on their black male clientele for social media clout. An easy way to lose your license, and I hope it happens quickly. Uh, yeah, you know, I see people going on and on. You know, and you know there are, there are a few defenders of this. I think a lot of people called it out. I mm -hmm. think you know we've seen really uh, a greater acceptance of you know this type of defense of black men. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think this is you know. You know, regardless of how we might feel about her individual job being lost, you know what I'm yeah. saying? We can be divided on that. But the fact that there's now consequences, you know, public consequences for denigrating black men it's as, accountability. A, as a group, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you're a professional, yeah, there can be consequences for that. That's what that is. It's just accountability. Accountability that black men have been asking for for a long time in how we are depicted. In, in in the public and by others I don't think you know I don't think the I guess respect or whatever you might say the, the victory that comes for this it ain't no end goal you know what I'm saying because I guess ultimately you know uh, we want to do for self you know yeah. construct the institutions and the type of therapist type of institutions mm -hmm. for self by self you know what I'm saying that, re that really meet our needs yeah and correcting what's produced from white institutions, you know, uh, and white funding, you know, it, it's not the end goal, but I still see it as an important piece of, I guess, like having pride and mm. finding autonomy, you know what I'm saying, amongst yourselves. Yeah. So in that sense, I, I do see this as a, a positive step. That's what's up, you know. Well, folks, you know what I'm saying? I think we pretty much tackled everything we wanted to tackle today. You know what I'm saying? Um, when you get a chance, go look at these videos and things like that. You know what I'm saying? And leave a little message in the comments and tell us what you think. Listen to the show, too. Um, and some of the past shows that we have jumping off and things of that such nature. And um, anything else, Aki? I think that's it, Aki. We're going right. to catch y'all next time. And uh, free to land. Free to land. Peace. Peace.